0: Welcome to the Spicy PL Podcast. Welcome back to all our listeners. This is the Spicy PL Pod with Dan fucking Bell. Dan Bell, dude. Holy shit, man. <laughs> this is sick. I'm actually, I think I'm more excited about this this guest than, you know, maybe any other guest. We've definitely it's done today. the
1: most preparation we ever had, which doesn't mean we did a lot, but we did some. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we we have a notepad, you know. Sometimes we do a notepad, but we we stepped
1: it up. (laughs) We stepped it up. (laughs) Anyway, this is is episode 38. We're fucking going strong, and obviously we're just getting bigger and better as we got the man, Dan Bell, on. Mm -hmm. Um, Real quick, just really quick, we want to shout out our title sponsor, Quest Nutrition Athletics. Hit up their website. I know you guys have been ordering hardcore and, uh, some other stuff, some Inzer stuff from some Sherman. Like I said, there's a lot of good shit on there. Just check them out. Even just call them up. If you're looking for something, uh, James and Sherman will help you out. Dan, you have any sponsors you want to shout out? We just get out of the way so we can talk shit.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, live large. There's, they're my clothing sponsors. They're my, my God, my supplements. They're never been stronger. Uh, just a local guy out of Illinois, been known in my entire life, more or less uh buffalo beard company or not uh wicked wolf beard oil uh from my gym they sponsor me pretty well but That's sick yeah uh i got you know a few other ones that are just my new guys that i just try to help support pioneer they're a big one for me yeah.
1: pioneer awesome awesome yep. great job if you guys are listening uh-huh. check out Dan's sponsors you check out Dan's sponsors you help out dan um yeah anyway man we heard you're a fan of the podcast what what's up with that <laughs>
2: oh uh, like i like i briefly said uh, to you the other night when you did message me i was like i spent a lot of time driving because i'm still i'm still a mechanic like that's what i do uh but i'm a fleet mechanic so like i go to other people's yards and work on their truck so like it's so hard for me to find like entertain like you can only listen to joe rogan for so long and it's just like yeah almost repetitive noise so then it was like a couple months ago i actually like just typed in powerlifting and you guys came up like i think it might have been like one of the top 10 ones and i was like okay you know i I've known like i can remember watching youtube videos like seven years ago when i was starting and like you were in it and like i didn't really know peachy or, or the other guy before then like <laughs> <I don't know laughs> I started, like yeah i started listening to you guys' podcast and i i don't remember the first one but i was like Damn, like these guys are straightforward. They talk all kinds of shit, but they're honest about like their opinions. Like, I I feel like I could look, like really fucking like these guys. I knew you guys were mostly USAPL guys and like the IPF stuff like that. But, yeah,
1: we're cucks, then, but
2: <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it is gear horse. I mean, I don't know if you get hell horse yeah, or that, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, like definitely, and then um. You guys had that one uh, right after the hybrid and you guys were like, you know, kind of like nine times out of ten, like, I, I don't want to say the USAPL lifters guys like some of them got like a different ego about them. And like sometimes I'm like, OK, maybe they're going to like me. Maybe they're going to be cool. But then sometimes it's just like, oh, fuck you. You're not natty. And I'm just like, okay. no, dude, we like, don't
1: <laughs> we don't do that, man. We have everybody on, dude. We have everybody who's who's chill on, but we were so stoked to hear that man, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, we had our boy yeah. Revis on, and he was very very forthcoming mm-hmm. about. I mean, the guy's trying to become an IFBB pro, so yeah. I mean, we yeah. we appreciate all facets of strength strength sports. And when we see some freaky ass shit, we fucking love it. Yeah, I think we've said it on the pod
1: before, like we we don't mind, like we're fans of all strength sports. We just we only get pissed if someone cheats, you know. And like to us, right. you're you're straight up and you just do whatever you do. And that's awesome. And we appreciate that, but we'll make fun of guys who pop in the USAPL or IPF till the fucking cows come home. And that's, that's yeah. a fact of the matter. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it was hilarious. And you guys brought up Mika and I was like, ah, his dirty laundry guy.
1: Yeah, dude, so he's funny. on our shit list. He's on our shit <laughs> first. He, he beat our boy. He beat our boy too, Tony. So we don't, we, uh, we're not fans. By the way, man, you, you touch, quickly on your occupation and i just remember like seven years ago and what you said about seeing me on youtube it must have been back when we were probably both reading powerlifting watch because i probably yeah. saw you i definitely saw your videos and you probably saw a little bit of mine um and uh i just remember reading a comment that you were doing manual labor and i was like that's fucking crazy this guy's a badass because i think you know you could pretty much say we all work desk jobs you know so lifting's easy for us so and, do you think that's like, uh, has that affected your lifting or like, was it different seven years ago than it is now? Like, you know, tell us a little bit about it.
2: Well, like, well, it was kind of funny because like originally when I first started like getting competitive in it, uh, February, 2014, like I didn't have a job. I was actually on unemployment, just got laid off my, my older job previously. And I was kind of doing some side gigs with my dad and then, but I just like, I knew I'd make more money on unemployment than I would get paid for my father. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, like, come on. Man. Mm-hmm. So the two or two didn't make sense. But, um, that like powerlifting was like kind of my outlet. Cause I was just mad at the world, didn't have a job going. And like, it was just, it was just like, you know, my way of like just all my frustrations. And then that's kind of one of the reasons that I fell into it so hard as, as I did, cause I put all my priorities into powerlifting. Like, I remember I wanted 2000 total so bad, I just put everything behind me like bills, the like girlfriends, <laughs> everything like yeah. that. Like, Hell yeah. Nothing else matters, you know, 2000 total. But then, like, I realized after I got the total and I, I, after I, like, realized that I was a dick to so many people, I was like, okay, I gotta find a balance. And that's when I did start working. I was working for my dad a little bit then, and I started changing light bulbs in Walmart. Like, they sent us all across the country doing that. That was a badass job just because, you got to travel and got paid for it. So mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. But I've always been a mechanic. Um, I went to school for it after high school. My dad owned a trucking company. So, I mean, it was kind of, kind of in my blood and now I moved down to Florida two years ago and just kind of fell into this job here, but it's nothing major. Like all, all I do is like oil changes, preventive maintenance, state inspections, um, mm-hmm. and then like dispatch to like emergency road calls and stuff like that. But it's just like, it, it is it can get pretty tedious and like i don't think i've had a week under 50 hours in a long time yeah but i i really feel like i really feel like that keeps my mind off of powerlifting. like because if i if i think too much about it I, i end up fucking myself over so it just keeping that day job definitely helped me out quite a bit and not to mention the mobility too like i'm working with my arms my legs like everything too like I hate stretching just like everybody else. So like the more I do that in in my work routine, I feel it has a good carryover. Yeah.
1: That's so true. Like me and Alex sit all and actually peach sits all day playing poker sometimes. And we sit all day. We're engineers, but we're designers. We're on the computer. You have to stretch more to fix yourself from fucking sitting around all day sometimes. So, I mean, I definitely get that, but I got a few follow-up questions on that. We won't spend too much time, but it's so interesting. Um, do you think it hurts or helps your grip strength? And is the Florida heat in the garage fucking with you?
2: <laughs> um. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm sorry. i was talking on the second one. I'm not in the garage. I'm mostly in other people's parking lots. So it, it kind of works for my favor to where I'll start my workday around 4 o'clock and then work till midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes. And, like, so I just kind of stay away from the heat. But it's mm-hmm. still it's still florida it's fucking hot, i mean you're you for you're 400
1: pound dude i i can't imagine the humidity is brutal <laughs> yeah. too
2: yeah exactly especially down here but um i feel like I, I got real used to it like now it's like 58 60 degrees now an and i'm kind of chilly so it's like <laughs> i think I, my body kind of accommodated a little bit at night a little bit before the weather but um Definitely on the grip strength, and I noticed it in Gainesville two years ago when I took Andre's world record. He had 1140, and I went 1142.5, but my grip strength, that whole week prior I worked, I was, like, not even thinking about, you know, my grip or anything like that. I wasn't worried about it. Already pulled 880 in the gym, didn't have a problem, but then, like, that whole week I'm pulling on wrenches, like, using torque bars and, like, all kinds of different other things, I'm like – Man, maybe I should start thinking about this. So before high but before hybrid, like I was using my battery guns a lot more, and I actually took three days off prior to the meet. So like I didn't work that entire week. I was more worried about about my grip strength in my hands. I talked to a few different guys from our gym, and then another guy that uh, my cardiologist actually. He used to be the strength and conditioning guy for Jack's, the Jaguars, and um, he. I talked to him a little bit about that. He's like. With your grip, it's so different because it can come back so fast. It's like kind of like mm-hmm. training calves, where you can do it like twice a day almost. But like he's like, just if you taper off before the meet, he's like, you should be fine. So yeah, definitely. Like I found out that like, the, the less I do three days prior, the better off I'll be.
1: I mean, yeah, you looked fucking, you looked fucking peaked at
2: the, <laughs> yeah. at the yeah. hybrid
1: dude. You really did.
2: <laughs> yeah. De- de- definitely, yeah. Awesome. It worked um, out pretty nice. Yeah, man. I, w- I was wrong.
1: just I was just curious about that. And it sounds like if you take time off, you're gonna crush. Um kind of the next question we had was what your, your favorite lifters might be, if you have any, that kind of inspired you when you started. So like your favorite lifters, your inspirations, and like who who might be the GOAT in your mind? Oh,
2: like number one in my head, right? Like it's it's all I always gotta pay homage to Eric. Like he was my first coach mm-hmm. and like I, I'm, I'm from central Illinois and like that's where I like start kind of started powerlifting and um, Eric was like my first coach and then Ernie senior kind of put me under his wing where like I don't know if it like technically helped me or hurt me because I wasn't completely natural going into my first meet it was just strictly orals. but then like right after I kind of got in with them like saw what they were doing it was like full bore like anything you know like a walking science experiment almost at that time we're like okay we'll see if this freaking works but um yeah definitely it's got to be eric and then i mean of course ed and andre andre was the big guy because i was always always chasing him that was i like i took second place to eric so many times but i think it just fueled that fire so much Mm -hmm. to where it's like Man, yeah, he God, was a stud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was That's a stud.
1: Like fun. we, we, we do have our fun with Eric, but honestly, he was so good for so long. And I actually just saw a picture of him today. He was like in a speedo in Australia, and he he looks kind of fucking ripped out. So yeah, I'm happy you're... for him. But yeah, I I do remember watching you do the meets with that squad, and we were talking about that squad and like Chris hickson and shit, oh, yeah. and like all right. this, all like you guys just had a crazy fucking couple years there.
2: Mm -hmm. oh yeah it was it was definitely a good run it was kind of like the the prime for me but then again it did kind of pigeonhole me too to where like I thought the UPA was the only federation I didn't even know about like you know I I walked into some randomly I was chasing some pussy one night or one one event and like I went to (laughs) I went out to Columbus and did a meet out there had no idea that IPA had such a horrible name and, like, I did the meet, and then all of a sudden I just got bombarded by this whole troll of everybody. Like, oh, the IPA is junk. Your squat was high as shit. Your bench wasn't locked. And I was like. It's
1: probably me. I
2: hate <laughs> 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 But, like, I'm sure, like, it, it probably wasn't. But still, like, I mean, that was neither here nor there at the time. But, like, I just had no idea on the outside of it. And that was when it was actually Jason Menikoff. He was like. Come to rum, come to rum, and we'll see we'll see how good you do it rum. And that was actually rum eight, and it was 2015. And like right after I squ- I squatted 915 there, and it looked like an opener. It was so ridiculous. But right after that, I walked off the side of the stage and grabbed him by the head. And I just fucking <laughs> kissed him. I just fucking <laughs> kissed him on the forehead. I was like, "Fuck you, bud." Like you, like you're gonna tell me, and it, like that. And that's always fueled me. Like oh, it's been like. Garrett Fear and I had the conversation a couple weeks ago when he was down here. Like, if you tell me I'm doing something wrong, and like I think it's good, it's still gonna fuel me to do better. And like yeah. I really feel like that and pushed me to kind of where I am today. I mean, it's just so everybody wants to complain about the trolls, but I just keep that shit up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, man. It's but, like you weren't you, know, you weren't lifted in a vacuum. Like that's what powerlifting is. And and I actually kind yeah. of like and I've said this before. You know, some of our problems with the USAPL is everybody kisses each other's ass. Like. I like to, when I compete, I like to talk trash. I like to be a dick to my competitors, like shit like that. Oh, like yeah. you would, if you were playing football or basketball or whatever, like let's talk some shit, like let's go. And so like <laughs> yeah, I never exactly. minded it as long as everybody's cool and is going to pound a beer afterwards, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's cool. And I, I think that you're that type of guy and, and it's just like, it's just the way to do it, man. So
2: exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How yeah. Are you
0: feeling? How are you feeling now? I mean, what's, what's, um, what's your next plan for next meet? How, how's the body holding up? Yeah, I see a I lot was of news about really, showdown.
2: Yeah, I was actually really surprised. I'm uh, oh, definitely not doing the showdown. But I was really surprised how great I felt after that meet. Um, it yeah, was, dude, like, I saw I you my- jumping
1: off a bridge and shit. I was like, <laughs> and like doing stupid shit with Hack. And I was like, yo, this guy is a machine, bro.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was on top of the world that, that afternoon. And even the next day, like, we went from Miami, we drove down to Key West and spent three days down there. Like, it was such a, a great time. But like, I had my best friends from Iowa down. My, my One of my best friends, Kenny, he competed on Saturday before. And then, like, Tom Callis, and him and his wife, mm-hmm. uh, Cam, and a bunch of other people, they were all down from Illinois. And we just drove down to Key West and had the time of our life for three days. Like, it was just a drunken slur for that whole time. and then That's awesome. <laughs> That's sick. That's what we're going to do at we, the Nationals. Yeah, <laughs> we have, like, a
1: parallel universe planned for after USAPL Nationals. We're going down to the Bahamas. That's awesome. Oh, no, yeah so so someone did someone did ask actually i put out a fan poll and like questions for dan and one of the questions that came up is what's your next meet and what's your next meet in sleeves
2: um i really well marty signed up for the current um john like john and i kind of i knew he was gonna sign up for it and actually he's leaving the day after to fly over to like finland or england or something like that for work so like john and i had already talked about and i was like since the show, since the pioneer two years ago, John and I have kind of gone back and forth because our Wilkes has always been similar, especially in sleeves. Like, uh, when I took the world record, I beat him by like three points. But then, like, whenever I go on raps, I demolish him. Mm-hmm. If we both have good days, but like, I know he won't go on raps. But I knew, like, him and I were kind of looking at the current as like a payday. And I messaged him last week, and I'm like, "Yo, year he's not going to be able to be there, like." He's like, I'm I'm like, this is going to be hard for me to turn down. And then Gracie got a hold of me and she's like, hey, do you feel like you want to do the meet? We'd love to have you out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? It's in eight weeks. Like I'm already, I'm already this strong. Like I don't really want to waste it. I don't know how much, how many more, you know, PRs I got left on the platform. So let's just give it a run. So then I just started training for that since like, well, Thursday, but today was my first heavy pulls for it. And, um, yeah, I think, I think if I, if I plan everything out right and just kind of get my chemistry lab in order, like I can definitely, <laughs> definitely get, get a, get a decent total into that. It, and I'm dude. hoping, I'm hoping for 1200, but we, you know, yeah. we all know it just it depends on the day. <laughs>
1: yeah, dude, you don't, you, you, you want to have your hopes and dreams, but you don't want to, you don't want to mess with the power of the gods. You know, it has to be, at no. their will. <laughs> you know, you can't bank yeah. on anything, but, but so the current is in May, right? April twenty fourth. Oh shit! And that's raps, yeah. right? Walked out raps? Yeah, a... No,
2: it's Mono. It's WRPF. Oh okay.
1: I remember one of the Kerns I watched with like JP and some guys, and I thought I remember they were walking. I walking out squats with the Kabuki bar, and it was fucking killing them.
2: Disgusting. Yeah, that was when it was uh, USPA. <laughs> oh, and... so now they
1: now it's WRPF, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly.
1: All right. So to answer the fan question, do you are you gonna do any more meets and sleeves, or is it just not worth it to you?
2: um well okay i got married a year ago in february and like i don't know if you guys know this but like when when you get on like ev- everything doesn't always work the greatest so i've been telling her we're gonna have a kid soon and like in order for that to happen i got to get off for a longer period of time than i have been mm-hmm. so that's kind of my plan after the current more than anything you know wow, especially dude, being, yeah. like...
1: you heard it here
2: <laughs> that
0: makes sense i mean Coming right off of it, just keep keep up with a full head of steam, and and then come down. I mean, I
2: mean, what now? Now the showdown goes by dots. So there's, I mean, I'm I'm fucked on that. You know, I'll kill Wilkes, but when it comes to dots, like I'm okay. So when you say
1: I'm definitely not doing the showdown, it's over the formula.
2: Yeah. Well, okay. Like, why would I want to put myself through all the supplements, all the training, that whole twelve weeks for me to go get a not have a payday. Like I don't mm. like maybe I could take the total of 2500. Maybe I could have a shitty day like I just don't yeah. see there's no there's not enough juice there's not in the enough squeeze for for
0: Yeah, there's not enough return yeah. Not enough that. juice in lot, the squeeze. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of stress on the body. I mean, so that's kind of like leads to the question like in your opinion, um like how would you rank the importance of like your training, your nutrition, you like recovery, like sleep and supplements. Cause like I've heard a lot of guys, especially in bodybuilding, like with, uh, with like the extracurriculars, less is more. And you know, you don't need a ton and oh. like recovery and nutrition is like number one, at least in the bodybuilding world. But I'm curious, like your opinion coming up under the Lily bridges or like well-known and like with your years of experience being the strongest motherfucker out there, like what, what's your take on it?
2: Dude, like the last four weeks, I've like Benadryl, any NightQuil, like anything I can do. Like the week before the meet, I had four days where I slept for thirteen hours, like straight through, and that's like been the best thing that I've ever done. Like that's my main focus. Like especially meet week, or especially the week before, and even now these last two weeks, like I've just been getting great sleep and like it's a beautiful thing because my job i'm kind of on call but like i get to pick and choose what i want to go do so it really does work in my favor but like sleep is definitely number one for me because that's the only way that we like fully recover like any anybody you know that's the prime for for anyone because we've all i've had those meets too where i didn't sleep for shit like the the week before and i just did horrible Mm -hmm. so like that that's always been kind of my main focus uh, with me being a super heavyweight like I have three meals out of the day that are somewhat clean and the other two meals that I might get in are just convenience like I don't really pay too much too much focus on that of course like I stay with some processed bullshit I have zero problem like eating chicken and rice like that's that's nothing like completely different to me but like I don't put too much stress on something that's already stressful because then it's just going to yeah. cause more stress. So it's, just, mm-hmm. it's not really that, that big of a point. Um, yeah. So, I mean, sleep and recovery is definitely number one, food number two, then like training. And, to be honest, this whole prep, I didn't pull over 860 in the gym. So I was super nervous for that hybrid me because I knew I, if, if I got my squat and my bench, I knew I would re- need 860 to hit the world record. And, like, I was nervous as shit. So I opened at 826, but then I'm looking through the Cape in the warm-up room, and I watched John Hack open with a world record. And I'm like, motherfucker. All right. So I went straight to the scores. Yeah, I went straight to the scores table, and I was like, hey, I need to go to 860 right now. Like, put that in my first tip. I want to open with a world record. And, like, I was going to play it by ear because I didn't plan on going to 900. Like I said, if 860 on my second moves well – I'll go to nine. If 860 is a grinder on my second, then I'll go to 881. 860 moved way too good. And I'm like, all right, 910, I don't care. Like, I wanted 920 just because I felt like it was there on that day. But that whole 12 weeks prior, I had no idea. Yeah, Like, I was all, almost, like, kind of, kind of dumbfounded about it happening. Yeah. That that lifts the one, That
1: lifts the one that can come out of nowhere on meet day.
0: Or just not
2: be there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I feel like a, a bigger, a bigger guy too. Like there have been, there have been definitely been meets where I've missed weights and like I pulled way more than I missed in the gym. And it, I'm not even, I'm, I'm natural too, and I peaked like that. I'm sure there's some meet day uppers also that you could rely on in the Ooh, uh, yeah. at the hybrid. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, oh yeah.
0: Someone with just like a basic fucking stack, just basic test or something versus someone that's got a full chemistry kit and knows their shit. Like what's the difference in performance?
2: That- oh well uh well like I kinda said earlier, the first two years I was like a walking science experiment and I was fucking taking anything and everything. Like I just didn't have any idea and there wasn't enough out there. And you know, everybody now wants to like have that Jim Bro attitude where like, oh yeah, I take I take a gram of this and a gram of that and I'm just like man, that's a lot of shit, you know? So just like, especially going through your system and how your endocrine system reacts to it. And it's like Mm -hmm. my, I don't want to say my anger would go up there, but like my, I just get agitated a little bit easier. So the actually since it's been almost three years now that I've been like one of those guys, like less is more, especially when it comes to orals. Like I can't, Mm -hmm. I like, I can't take orals more than nine days on otherwise I just feel like dog shit. And like, everything works in the same where if you feel good, you're going to perform good. So I, I more factor off that. And, like, even even going into hybrid, like, I took hardly any orals only on heavy days. And normally people have to run them continuously for them to get good work. Like, I'm sure you guys have known about, like, the D-ball cheeks where you get all puffy and watery and stuff like yeah. that. But, like, um like for me, it, it it's, like, less is always more. I didn't run over a gram test even on meat week. And if I go over 300, uh, megs of, uh, trend, like my entire world goes right down, right down the gutter. Like I'm just an asshole. Like my dog could breathe wrong. And I'm just pissed, pissed as hell. Like, it's just like, I just don't do it. It's not, it's not worth it. Especially like going through your whole peaking cycle, like you kind of know your strength is, is on the increase. So if you just keep your drugs a little bit with it, a little bit behind it, or like stay where you're at to maintain while your strength moves up, it works out pretty pretty good for me and like meat day um it was the first time I ever had any uh test with no ester and that's like halo like it's like hits you yeah I yeah I actually um I wear a mouthpiece and I split my mouthpiece in half I was clenching down so hard like
3: that's so (laughs) sick it
2: (laughs) it was pretty damn wild but I mean like it's one of the sole factors on why I think that eleven, six, and nine looks so fucking great. I'm just like, yeah. I'm king shit right now. <laughs> oh
3: yeah,
0: what
2: like what's the craziest shit?
0: What's the craziest shit that you've seen like on meat day with uh, like? Because I've heard like some pretty crazy shit about like what goes on, like adrenaline, you know, tests, uh, you know, tests with no ester, you know, all sorts yeah. of shit. Like, have you ever seen like something that just stuck out in your mind as just the wildest shit?
2: Uh, not. So, I mean, I will say there was a lot of a lot of West Side guys. I've seen them with like insulin on meat day, and like the minute you see that, it's like okay, somebody's tearing a bicep. Like it, it's just it's common. It just goes with it hand in hand. where so it's like don't mess with the insulin. You don't mess with the insulin. Like I've heard, I've heard that since like day one. Yeah, I that shit can bicep. kill you. Yeah, it might have been, like, Ernie Franz that was telling me that, like, you do not mess with that. That's for bodybuilders alone. But um, I have watched uh, – I've watched one of the top guys literally put D-ball on a double cheeseburger and eat it because he was just so sick and tired and taking capital all damn time. But he just put Holy him on shit. double cheeseburger. <laughs> that, that was pretty wild. And that, that same guy, we were, <laughs> we were warming up for big dogs and, like um, – the so rules meeting's going on and I'm sitting down on a bench and I look up and he's squatting a bar and he literally just shit his entire singlet like oh, all oh over his God. all over his sweatpants and I'm like damn it's gonna be a rough day he ended up winning the meet but it's just like wow oh. I know who that is but we'll leave it to the fans <laughs> to find out <laughs> um, but,
1: um, yeah speaking of big dogs man like that was pretty cool that you you did that once and you know obviously you you said this uh this current is going to be your last meet uh is do you is that going to be the last meet or is it the last meet for a while
2: Yeah, it's definitely gonna be the last one probably for 2021 maybe 2022 too you know if we do if i do get a little Bell running around it's gonna be hard to tell where my life's gonna go i'm almost scared of it i'm 35 i've been scared of it since i thought about you know ever having a kid but yeah it's uh, i mean i'm not getting any younger and mm-hmm. um it, it was never a priority like even when my wife and i got together we we're just like ah, hey, you know if we have kids we do but now we've been married for a year and her grandmother lives right next door to me and she's like okay i think it's time uh, like, yeah okay, you know I'm <laughs> yeah i'm sure
1: once once you get your shit straight you're a fucking baby making machine i'm sure yeah. but um <laughs> what, what i really wanted to ask you is what do you think the biggest meat is you know like we talked about you talked about raw unity a little bit and i think it's funny when people bring that up because raw unity it, in my mind it was short-lived like ipf world has been going on for 40 years and yeah i'm an ipf cock, right. and I've i've been to many many ipf meets but I mean, there's consistency there, but you know, Raw Unity lasted seven or eight years. And then now people are like, I saw like the showdown crossovers are happening. Like uh, uh, some IPF guys are gonna do it. And people were like, yeah, Unity and Raw's back. And it's like, they're almost, they're almost kind of playing on the, it's definitely the old school Raw Unity crew. But, like, what do you yeah. think the biggest meat is, or the most important meat is that you can do as a Raw lifter?
2: Well, <sighs> I mean, as much as I hate to say it, like when it comes to RAW, everybody sticks their guidelines about like the USPA, and I cannot fucking stand Steve Dennison, But <laughs> like his federation does have a good name behind it. But you have your ups and your downs. Like dude, I was super pumped about the Sheffield. Like I was, I was really, really stoked about that, and the way that everything came together, and you guys got some money. So I was like, "Fuck yeah, this yeah. is going to be a great, a great showdown." But then. You know, fucking COVID, but um, just with the standards that um that the USPA has, or we could say had, because they've fell down quite mm-hmm. a few times here. I mean, just like every federation, you know, you once you get that bad name and it's repetitive, that's when you're just like out the window. And um, I I I mean, WRPF's hidden scene now in the states is pretty good, but I know at the showdown. They have all USPA judges, and that's ran by J.P. Price's, like, whole judging crew. Those guys, you know, they're strict. They keep it by the guidelines and the way it kind of should be. I'm not saying, like, even even hybrids, I mean, they were consistent. I loved how consistent they were. Like, that mm-hmm. was the main thing. Like, I went to a USPA meet last week, and it was, sh- like, they had strict judging, but it wasn't consistent. Like, it was, it was kind of a shit show to where, like, it really made me, like, hate it after after i got to thinking about it more and more it's just like if you're going to be strict be consistent if you're going to be a little lax and give it to the lifter because i mean as i don't know what the ipf one says but even in the uspa rule book it says if you don't get an honest look at it or if you don't like it goes to the lifter you know mm-hmm. that's that's the so i mean like I've always kind of lived by that because that's, that's one of the reasons I try to squat so fast. I was like, don't give him a good look at it. Get the hell out of the hole. Put well, it the when
1: you have like <laughs> 10 spotters, no one's going to get a good look. Bro.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm, <laughs> which exactly. is, which no.
1: I've, I've thought about that before. You know, I've, I've had, you know, I've walked out a thousand. It was in gear, but it, it draws a lot of spotters. You, you know, I've had seven spotters. So, you kind of yeah, know I'm that sure be safe. you kind of know people might not see it on the bench too i know i can lift my head depending where the side judges are because the the, the weights are in the in the way you know side yeah. judge sits behind the bench usually and they can't see my head exactly. coming up which is a rule in our fed so i do that shit all the time too but like yeah, yeah. I, I mean i what i really want to get to like say a year from now or two years from now someone's like hey dan you gotta fly to fucking you know who the fuck knows? China? Let's just say China, because that's it's unrealistic. But it's just a really far away place. But you're going to compete head to head against Peter Petrus and Vlad Alzahov. Would you do it?
2: Oh, definitely. If there's yeah, if, Especially with getting paid, like, like it, you you pay me to go, you pay me for a prize to win. Uh, yes, because especially with something like that, I, like when I beat Andre's total, I really feel like I got kind of relaxed afterwards you know like i said like the climb is great but being on top of the mountain is kind of fucking lonely and i know andres he's he doesn't want to say he's completely done but his prime's a little bit past now mm-hmm. and he's getting older and some, some stuff like that so like i never i've always thought of him as a great but i've never thought of him as a competition past like the pioneer two years ago when he actually did beat me head to head but when peter took my record in december this last year I never trained as hard as I did. I never like put so much time and effort into like my accessories or my like nutrition or like even sleeping, like stuff like that. Like I, I didn't go crazy supplement wise, but like I knew that my strength would definitely come around. Like, just having that little slight competition just fucking riles me up and just gets my engine running to where I pay attention to all the smaller details. So if yeah, like if it could definitely come down to it, and Peter and I've talked, like everybody's like, oh, like you guys have a rivalry. I'm like, no, the the guy's the nicest fuck. Like I wish yeah. he somehow hated. It. Like I wish he was somehow of a dickhead or something like that. Like but he's extremely nice, very pleasant to talk to, very grateful, and like. I told him the, when he told me when he said congratulations to me the uh, last two weeks ago, um, I was like, Hey man, I just hope my legacy lives as long as yours because the guy's been doing it for twenty years. Like you can't throw you can't throw that away. He he's earned the right to have eleven sixty total. The guy's been doing it for that long and mm-hmm. he, he doesn't compete all the time and he doesn't like to leave the Czech Republic, but it's just like he's still one of the top of the game and like I always kind of show respect to, to those guys, yeah. but I would definitely, I would have zero problem. I like seeing, I like
1: seeing him single ply when he. I think he did a super cup of titans. I thought that was pretty sick. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's kind of like I'm just curious, like what's more appealing to you, like competing against, say, Petrus and Alzahov in the same meet, or like competing against John on Formula. Like, what what's more attractive?
2: Oh. I think it's just like John and I's little battle is just because we're like, we are good friends. Like I was say, good, we're, we're good friends, you know, to an extent we've known each other, the, like our entire powerlifting career. So it's, it's been kind of pleasant and both watching him, his come up. I think the way he did it was really great. You know, you stay stay natty IPF did your thing there, had a great time, came on test and now he's pushing the limits to God knows what it's fun it's been fun to watch him but i do like pushing it and like him and i talked last week about that he's like man i can't wait i hope you do hit 1200 i was like bro like if i hit 1200 you're hitting a thousand like yeah we can you know we can both do this like this is the way it's gonna go and um i I just like i like that little competition between us because i know it brings out the best of us but in my eyes like if Peter would leave the Czech Republic and come on over or if, if he gave me an option to let me know when he was doing that and I got some things thrown together to go over there, I'd love that. Like I, I love big dogs. That was great. I mean, nerve wracking, but it was great. Yeah. They
1: flew you out there and everything, right. For big dogs.
2: Well, my sponsors did. And that was, oh. uh, that was kind of, kind of one of the, one of the issues that I, I had. That's why I didn't go back. It was just cause like the meeting director would only do it for people that had, hundred thousand followers on instagram it's like Mm. are you you fucking kidding me (laughs) well dan
1: bell's almost there man dan Bell's (laughs) fucking popular you know
2: yeah he he was more worried about like getting people to buy the live stream or getting people to donate Mm -hmm. that way to lie in his pocket than he was about bringing the best competitors in like he always had zero problem paying for andre he always had zero problem paying for yuri i mean like stuff like that or like even eric at the time but like at that time i think i had a twenty-four fifty-eight total so it was like number three of all number four of all time so it was just like hey man throw a dog a bone it's a four thousand dollar plane ticket plus a thousand dollars hotel It's like i can't like it's a lot of money to come up with which is just like my sponsors like hey this is quite a bit and i'm busting my ass in my job draining my savings just go just to kind of go do this so it's like listen man if powerlifting
1: was if if notoriety and money and powerlifting was only based on talent it would be a lot different world out there for sure. Oh, big, um, big time! Um, and and you know, another question on that: these big guys, these fucking legends of the sport. Did you ever have any interest in trying to fuck with Dave Hoff's record in Multiply?
3: <laughs> well, because we saw uh, the
1: we saw the Multiply. <clears throat>
4: I guess uh attempt. Um you put some briefs on basically and just fucking smoked eleven and tried twelve, I guess. Uh and then you benched in a in a single ply shirt and pulled raw. So that's not really a multiply meat per se, but
2: No, so that katana was a bitch, man. I don't know how you guys do it. That katana was wicked. And then you watch Blaine hit it hit a grand in it and it's just like, fuck you, man. Like, he makes it look like, pretty
1: buddy. fucking he makes it look pretty easy. And like yeah. you can't shit on him because he benches six raw, but like he's right. getting a shit ton he's just such a master but yeah I saw you struggling yeah. a little bit in it we just watched that video beforehand <laughs> you, you yeah. never thought about you never thought about giving it a real try and like trying to take records in every kind of like every kind of division or anything like that
2: when when like when COVID hit us last year when when I was like you, you could not make plans like I'm sure you guys know like I had no idea what the next thing was gonna be so that was when I just I got those double-ply Predators from Inzer, and I was like, all right, hey, let's play in these. Like, I didn't feel like it was ever going to hurt me. I just felt like it was kind of, like, sharp in my blade, I guess you could say, you know, towards, like, I got to know that side of the sport. Plus, half the guys I trained with are all in gear. So, like, Danny Quinagero and Alan Pilly, a few of those guys. They would go to the WPO, stuff mm-hmm. like that, excuse me. But um, I just – I'd always thought about it. And I trained with, like, Jim Grandick and, like, Sean Frankel and Bill Carpenter and those OGs of the of the Multiply sport. Um, I trained with all of those guys when I was first coming up, too. And um, I kept, so I'd always thought about it in the back of my head. But then when COVID hit, I bought those, those Preds, and I'm like – all right, let's play with this. And then the first time I put that 500 keys on my back, I'm like, oh, fuck, I could like this. <laughs> you know, you just got to hit that hole just right and get that super spring. Like, not just a rap spring. It's like a throw you out yeah, of the hole type key, your, like, That
1: squat was sick.
2: <laughs> I'm like, fuck, these are fun, man. Like, this, is, this <laughs> is awesome. But, um, no, I never really entertained the thought. And it, it was kind of funny how everybody, like, the minute I said that I bought those briefs the minute I posted a video about having briefs, like was like, oh Dave Lauf, better watch out, blah, blah. I was like, <laughs> it's it's gonna take some fucking time before that can even think about happening. But no, I never really never really thought about going after his record. I mean, th- the gear's fun, but it would definitely take like probably, I'm gonna say like even two two years probably straight dedication to just put up somewhat yeah, of a I respectable think that-
1: total. The the squat and the dead you would crush, but the bench is was gonna be the one where you kind of it you just so far behind and with the shirts and shit and it sucks. Yeah. But once you get exactly. good at it, it's good. The the twelve oh one squat that's on that like we 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 looked at the results and watched that video. Did you actually take that out and try to squat it?
2: Yeah, my belt popped open. Oh shit! I had the I actually still got it. The lever is a prototype uh, adjustable lever from Pioneer. Matt, he like he sent it to me. He's like, hey, try it out. I want to know what we can fix and blah blah blah. And I didn't even think about it because I'd squad in it a couple times. So unracked the 12 and like Brian Hill and a few other guys are standing behind me and they're like, Oh shit, he's got it. And I was just like, because <laughs> my my eleven flew. So I unracked it and I'm like, oh fuck, I got it. I mean, if you guys have some idea, it's like when you oh, unrack yeah. it, you can all yeah, he, yeah, you can almost tell you got it. And I'm coming down, and, like, right before parallel, my belt pops open, and, like, everybody just grabs me. They all thought it was my knee. It was hilarious. Yeah, it's loud. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No
1: shade on Pioneers. No shade on – that. that's sick. No one else who who listens squats 12, so you could still go out and get your Pioneer belt and feel good about it. (laughs) It was a prototype. It was was a a prototype. prototype. Also verified to work for
4: 1,100. So unless you're trying to squat more than 1,100, don't worry about it.
2: Did you get a relay? Did you get a relift oh, since they grabbed it? It was it was funny because I went over to the score table and the lady's like, "So, you do you, you want to take it again?" And I'm like, "No, no, nah, no, nah, you can't." <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah.
1: Dude, you can muster up the courage to get out of that shit once. Like yeah,
2: But like exactly.
1: I mean, you crushed 11 in reps. Like what do you think you can squat at the uh at the fucking um Kern?
2: It's kind of funny. Um well, I think I think 11 20 12, I, right when I racked at 11, 11.02 I was like fuck I had 20 more pounds mm-hmm. like right when I right when I racked it and I think if we dial everything in right I'm pretty sure I can like, I think 11 like, I want to say open at 10.74 11.07 on my second and if it's oh, great shit. stay there or, or like if it's great 11.24 or 11.27 I don't know what the kilo is but then if if eleven oh seven is horrible, I'll just stay there because then that gives yeah, me. It's the, uh, yeah, it's hurt any record. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's it's sick. Way, I think I got. I think I got six eleven on the bench, so that'll definitely all add up for my total.
1: Yeah, man. We'll be, dude. I'll I'll be lighting candles and praying to the gods for you. Don't worry. But I will say one thing I love is the Sean Frankel shout out. Me and Peach oh, think Sean, Sean Frankel man. was so fucking good back in the day. And uh, also, man, good who good. wraps your knees?
2: Oh, Seth Albersworth. He's a Canadian. He actually does a lot of, he does a lot of multiply stuff, but um, his, his uh, wife, Miana works for elite FTS and he's actually going to a chiropractor school down here. And um, him and I have been training partners for the last two years since I moved down here. Just a great, genuine, awesome guy. You've never seen him without a fucking smile on his face.
1: But, Did you say his name was um, Shep?
2: Seth, S E T A. Oh, Seth, Seth. Okay. Yeah. I was like yeah, a
1: Canadian yeah. named Shep. All right.
2: but um he's like very meticulous and he knows that i i don't like it lower or bunched up on the knee i wanted to come higher on my quad and like the way that he does it with precision it's not extremely tight but it then again you know i've seen him you know take halo and sniff some ammonia to wrap my knees too so it's just like he, he does this. That's the sickest
1: shit I've ever heard. That's so sick. This
0: guy's gassed up to wrap knees. I love this
1: guy, that's dude. Sick. Peach, we get Peach, yeah. step it the
0: fuck up. Oh, yeah, come I on. i I'll, 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 I'll
4: sniff some ammonia caps, dude, and I I always belt up. I always belt up to wrap knees and chuck my hands but uh yeah
1: i'll sniff some ammonia next time around at a minimum (laughs) at a minimum
0: stick you with something all right (laughs) man
1: i'm gonna give you guys a shot i mean we gotta any other serious questions this is your time because let's go to not serious questions in the next segment i
0: I wanted to ask you know you'd mentioned your cardiologist and you had mentioned you know wanting to get things in order for um hopefully having a kid wishing the best of luck there um but how how like do you Openly talk about this with your doctor. You, how often you get blood work? Like, how do you, <laughs> like, how important is this shit? Like, and in, in, in the community, like, how important is that? You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's like kind of one of the things that I push on everybody about it because, um, in the jump, like, I, my mother was a pharmacist. So, like, uh, she would always, like, kind of test my stuff and see, you know, like, how purity, like, because I've, I've seen guys, like, take straight vegetable oil. Wait, that's... Free. Dude,
1: that's sick. Your mom was helping you out? That's super... Yeah, yeah. But,
2: <laughs> yeah. There was a couple times where she, like, drove over to my house and took my Anadrol from me, you know? <laughs> straight up. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> But uh, yeah, she was definitely definitely helped me out in the, in the job. But she didn't know exactly, like, on milligrams on what I was taking and, like, how much I was overdoing it and doing a lot more than I should have been. Um, but then it was, like about four years ago when I had my gallbladder out and like we, like I had some calcifications on my heart and I'm like, okay, now I need to start taking this a little bit more serious. This is my heart, you only got one. And uh, that's when like, I kind of got hooked up with my cardiologist in Illinois. And, I'm, and it, like at first, like it was funny because I did the same thing with my cardiologist down here. I'm, at first like, okay, what are you taking? And I'm like, I'm just taking milk thistle. Like I'm not gonna mess up my insurance. And he's like, okay. We're not going to mess up your insurance i need to know what you're taking so then mm-hmm. i just gave him my i just gave him my laundry list and i'm like hey here, here it is and he's like okay so this is why your hemoglobin is high this is why your blood pressure is high this is why and he's like you know you don't plan on staying at this level for too long um i can't tell what your what your blood pressure is going to be when you get close to me start taking these 30 milligrams instead of these 10 milligrams every day." And, like, he's ripped, like, my guy now has really helped me out to where I have things a lot leveler. Um, this whole entire last meet prep, like, I only got, like, three nosebleeds to where my blood pressure was so high that it happened. And, like, that's the first time that I've had that happen, where, like, I have a, a, a cuff, a blood pressure cuff, the one that goes on my wrist, which is completely inaccurate, but it's just something I try to keep mind of. I got one in my, my garage right here, and I got one in my work truck, just to kind of just for like peace of mind, just so I have a, have a general idea of where it's at, but, um, I definitely try to push the blood work on a lot of people, especially like, you know, your cholesterol, and, you know, when you're, when you're playing with these kinds of androgens and stuff like that, all that shit gets thrown off, off so hard, sometimes your body doesn't bounce back the way it should, to where if you're not paying attention, you can have some pretty bad shit happened. so like i i try to you know as many people as like i can because i'm i'm no bullshit when it comes to it i'm either gonna be able to tell by your lifting that you're on or i'm gonna be able to tell just by the way you talk and act that you're on so if you're not gonna tell me like i'll know either way i've just been around it for, for so long and um so the more i can like express to people on how you know you need to take care of the stuff you need to take care because you only get one life to live you only get one heart so it's like you need to take care of it like i get the side of it where you want to push as much weight you want to have the best total you can but sometimes it's just it's not worth it (laughs) what about
1: what about um your liver because you know we've talked we we've shot the shit a little bit and uh you know we like to drink beers and everything and it seems like you like to crank down some beers and shit like uh d- is that a concern for you because it's funny like i'm natural and that's with my blood work that's my doctor's biggest concern is like hey you're 370 pounds you drink alcohol your liver enzymes are x like when the fuck are you gonna stop power off thing i'm like shit, dude i'm not even on shit, and i'm not perfect like it must be so stressful to be on
2: yeah yeah big time um I actually, since uh, November, uh, Gainesville, so two weeks before that meet, my parents flew down here, and we surprised them and took them to a Doobie Brothers concert out by the ocean, and I just got hammered that night, and I'm like, oh, sweet, you just get a good, good time. Next morning, woke up, liver was just hard as fuck, just swollen like crazy, and I'm like, oh, shit, might overdid a little bit last night. And I just cut off drinking two weeks prior to the meet just because I knew everything else was running a little bit high, kind of leveled out. I do take uh, Tadeca regularly, and then I have another liver support uh, supplement that I, I've been taking those for two years now. It's just like those two combined extremely help my liver. But we had, I've had liver issues, especially with my drinking, too. Like um, before the hybrid, I just cut out all the drinking uh, two weeks. Still, it was almost three weeks before. And it's not like... When I drink now, I don't know. Ten years ago, like I'll pound beers every night, all night. But now, like I'm like 34, it's like, man, if I get trashed, like it takes me almost a half a day to feel somewhat normal again. To mm-hmm. where now, like especially going into a meet, I'm just like, hey, it's not worth it. Like if push the, push does come shove, I'll go smoke a joint and have a good time. Or like if if not, I'll just just hang out and not drink. Like it's it's no big deal. I can mm-hmm. still have a good time and not drink, but like. I'm just like you guys. I love drinking beer. so like,
1: Yeah, I man. Have- like you're a normal guy. We're normal. We're normal. We, you know, I've done meets where I've drank the whole way through uh, casually and then meets <laughs> where I've tried to put my foot down and not. And, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's something you got to deal with if you're a normal person who also yeah. likes to lift heavy fucking weights, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm funny. really happy um, that we had this talk and like, you're pretty up up and honest and open about it and that you're putting out that message to like get blood work to you know work with a doctor that you're actually checking the purity of the shit that you're taking you know because like <laughs> okay. that's a good message to get out there like you, you want to be safe and um i'm not sure like what the you know what the culture is like in different groups but like i'm sure there there are some groups where guys are just doing whatever the fuck and you yeah. know, no no disregard for themselves so like it's really refreshing to hear that you take all that shit seriously and that's like a really good message to put out there you know definitely
2: definitely that's kind of like something i've i've kind of like stuck to over the last two years like if you want to know i have zero problem asking you and like but it's just not so it's so taboo like still i and i hate how i kind of hate how it is with the culture where it's like oh let's not talk about it like even john was that way like when he first got on too i was like so hey what are you taking? Oh, like, well, he had you know, all his like, natty
1: fans, dude. His fans. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. <laughs> but then, like, now, like, him and I have talked back and forth, and we, like, he's trying to bounce ideas off me. Of course, he has Andy out there, too, and Andy's been untested for a while, too. So, Andy does, Andy does pretty well holding his hand and helping him with that stuff, too. Yeah. But, like, I would much rather be that guy to, you know, elaborate my story so you guys don't make that same mistake if you ever try to do it or anybody try try jumping on I'd much rather like help you and then watch you run into a brick wall like kind of the same way I did prior so it's like that's just the way I've always kind of been
1: I think it reminds me of like the geared game a little bit like there's certain groups of people I would ask for like hey man you guys are all seem like you're benching crazy in a certain gym like what the fuck you guys doing with the shirts and they wouldn't tell me right and it's like some (laughs) secret but like I think not that I'm known in powerlifting, but I think a lot of people out there and I get so many random messages just about single ply gear, like what to get, how to fit it, how to wear it. And I'll answer any any swinging dick or any girl out there, anybody who messaged me, I always reply.
2: And I reply until
1: it gets to the fact that uh, like they're gay and they want to like see pictures of my ass or
2: something, (laughs) (laughs) and and then I'm like, bro, I have to block you now. I thought this was gonna be cool, and they're like, you responded. I'm like,
1: yo, I respond to everybody. I'm sure you get that a lot too, bro. Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. I'm like, I'm Um, too nice. uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's almost to a fault. I totally, totally feel that. Yeah. Um, right after the hybrid that Monday, well, I was up. I was like. We all we partied our asses off at our Airbnb and, and, like, had a good time, but, like, I just couldn't go to sleep. And I normally get that way, like, no matter how much I drink or do whatever, like, I'll just stay awake. So, like, everybody went to bed at, like, 3 in the morning. And, like, I knew we were leaving the next day, so I started cleaning and, like, I ordered some DoorDash. I had, like, 45 Chicken McNuggets. So I'm, like, cleaning, eating Chicken McNuggets, like, drinking, drinking water and pours light at the same time. But then, like, I would go to look at my Instagram. I had 13,000 message requests. And I'm yeah. just like, holy shit, this is going to take some time. So then, like, that's exactly what I did. Like, I just, over the next few days, like, whenever I had a minute, i just go through and, like, see, you know, like, if it was a legitimate question. I would like, yeah, or thank you, or, like, like that they mentioned me in their story or something like that. And mm-hmm. then, like, you would also get those, like we are saying, those guys, like, I love you long time, you know, 50 oh yeah, dude. A, a Hell, yeah. and shit like that.
1: And that's oh, the thing. God. I've literally said to some guy, I'm like, bro, like, I have no problem with homosexuality. But, like, you know, this, we have to, I have to block you now. I'm sorry, bro. You know? Um, Hell, yeah. But that's awesome, man. I'm sure you made so many people's days by just liking their story posts or whatever. Like, that's so sick. And I know a lot of people don't take the time to do that so that's pretty sick man
2: yeah because yeah, i can remember i can remember being that guy like the message like ed cone or like you know eric or like you know michael hearn or some shit like that i can remember mm-hmm. being that guy and like still looking at their message like oh they didn't even see it yeah. so like i don't i just thought you know i don't want to be i don't want to be that guy like interact with as many people as i can and just like i know like this one one guy um he wrote on my wrote on my like commented on my post and he said something about gay sex you me uh money money and i was just like my wife will shank you and he's like what she doesn't like homos i was like it's not that we don't like homos just she's crazy dude (laughs) (laughs) it's my wife bro (laughs) that's great
1: yeah dude it's powerlifting is a crazy world anyway man i think now we could segue into the not serious questions um
0: yeah, I mean, we kind of we kind of talked about this, right? We've been talking about social media and you know replying and stuff, and you listen to a lot of podcasts. I wanted to get your take on you know how you would rank the powerlifting podcasts out there.
1: You don't have to put us number one, but we want to know what you're listening to. Yeah,
2: what I'm li- out, out of the powerlifting you will like uh, Tom Callis and Huck Finn, Like they're they're my boys. I kind of grew up powerlifting with those guys, and I've been on that podcast probably five times. And they do talk quite a bit about powerlifting, but they also talk a lot more about life. Um, I I do love listening to those guys. Uh, What is their podcast called? Yeah, that sounds sick. It's uh, let's get stupid,
1: lifting stupid. Let's get stupid. (laughs) Let's get stupid. That's
0: like
2: Huck Finn. shit Huck Finn's
1: crazy, dude. That's I'm writing that shit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
2: because that's inspiration for us yeah oh for sure and like i've told them that too quite a few times like guys you need to start listening to more lifting podcasts find out their like itinerary their like how they put their their shit together what they talk about like i've i've always been like an adamant about that like make yourself better i mean look what joe rogan did with podcasts alone like there's no reason like a powerlifting podcast can't be like up there and popular and like fed through by the sponsors and stuff like that mm-hmm. like i thought it was dope as shit that you guys got sponsors too that's cool as hell that's uh, our, this is our, heard...
1: chairman's our boy yeah <laughs> yeah
2: have you guys never heard of ritual apparel no no they're out of florida it's a big big power they throw they actually throw a couple meets a year but it's mostly uspa um it's a, a, a clothing company but they got a pretty dope podcast and uh, they talk a lot about powerlifting. They're they're all power competitive powerlifters and the untested side. Um then I mean my, my other buddy Kenny Kenny Johnson, he's got another one. It's called the D Load Podcast. I listen to them and he has one it's every week, just like uh, Let's Get Stupid. They're just repetitive every week. And it's always good. To, like that's another way for me to keep up with them instead of having a forty minute phone call or two. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: um then of course I mean you guys got you guys easily got to be like the top three as far as like entertainment value and like the way you guys speak about you know like yeah speak your mind I appreciate that but you also speak a lot about powerlifting and what the hell is going on yeah. and you guys aren't aren't strictly gear driven that's kind of nice too like just talk about your side of gear and what's going on there too but then you also talk about us raw cucks
1: so (laughs) well yeah i feel like we we have a good mix of the history and gear and raw and you know we don't stick to tested guests or untested guests and and we've always like we don't a lot of podcasts out there talking about nutrition and training and blah 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 and and take the shit too seriously we try to have fun but that's awesome man and you know part of the uh Shout out to all those podcasts you had. We're gonna check them out, but um, we were trying, we were trying to listen to your appearance on King of the Lists, and it yeah. was pretty fucking boring, bro. Um, and the audio was <laughs> fucked up, and like it's not great. Um, I mean, we we if you listen to the podcast, you just know we don't like six pack lapidat. We're never gonna be a fan of that shit. We probably mentioned it too much here, but um, what what do you think about that pod?
2: Yeah, like honestly since like okay i can totally tell when he switched gears and was just trying to g- gain attention and like he was just being that guy to where he was just it was more about publicity on that on that podcast yeah. and on he it. was he was
1: asking you just only about like social media and shit yeah. like that it felt like it just seems yeah. like he,
0: he's like a leech he's just like you like he sees what's hot and he just like uses people to raise his platform It's just like, what do you even, what do you even do? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And then like, now he's got three other Canadian cooks that like, none of us have any idea who these other guys are. Yeah. And like, you know, and that was another thing that I do appreciate about how you guys like, you know, the history, like it it brings back so many memories when like, either you or like peachy or somebody brings up shit from the past. Like those guys have no, they have no idea about the super long history. Like, the early days of powerlifting. So that's another thing I do appreciate about you guys. But with him, it's like now it's these three other douche guys, like have no fucking idea about powerlifting, or maybe they're competitive, but they're only in their fucking providence. And then wham bam, five minutes later, they're talking about MMA. It's like, why the fuck am I wasting my time listening to this bullshit? It's like, yeah, it seems like I they jump him. on
1: and they'll talk about like anything and like it just goes on too long and like they, they really have a hard on for certain lifters. I mean, like we're huge fans of female powerlifting, but they only post like attractive girls, which I think is one of the worst things about powerlifting is like, like, you know, it's, it's more about how attractive the girl is and how many reposts you get than how talented these females actually are and shit like that pisses me off. And he just doesn't know, like, I bet he didn't know shit about you. Like he just wanted you, like you, you're a big name and he wanted you on the podcast where like we all know what your numbers are, where you did them, kind of some of the meets you did, you know, like we just, we, we truly are interested in, in what you're doing. And so, yeah, it just pisses me off and it pisses me off that they're like the biggest podcast right now, but I think it's just other, the, the USAPL raw cucks don't know what else to listen to.
2: Right. No, a hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. And like, it, it just is it, now I I do see a, a pretty good decline in his listeners just because the nonsense that he's been like, I've tried listening to the last few of his and it's just like, man, you're so far left field. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. Like these (laughs) small ass little meets in Canada that nobody has any idea or like he was talking about rivalries the other day where he just kept it strictly IPF. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it was, and it was IPF raw. Like if he knew the other spectrum were like, like, I don't want to say Ray and I had a rivalry, but I really do think I lit a fire under his ass when I squatted nine forty two in sleeves because then four months later he took ten eighty at the Arnold and I'm just like, What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but there's other yeah.
1: sick ones that like these guys didn't know what powerlifting was when like I was watching every year to see like your bash and Milanachev lift single ply head to head, um shit right. like that. Um, you know siders and gillingham or siders and randall harris like those old usa pl ones there there's been a ton of multiply ones that have been sick like hoff and brian carroll fucking hate each other hoff and donnie thompson i mean there's so much cool shit to talk about it it it, it doesn't unfortunate and he he only focuses on a few lifters and it kind of i hope people stop listening to it and i think i think you're i think you being here alone we're gonna fucking get a bunch of new listeners so we're stoked about having you on man
2: I appreciate that, and like I'm all for it too. Like the more the merrier. If if more people listen to you guys and as genuine as you guys are, like I feel like it, it would definitely make the the divide in between you know, untested and tested a lot easier to get along and even gear and and it's raw guys too. Just like you guys, like if everybody looked at it like you guys do, it would be so much easier. There does there does need to be a divide. We're all we have the same mission, like the next kilo. So just. I really I appreciate yeah, that man. from you
1: guys. Yeah, man. I do single ply because I'm fucking good at it. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> like, fuck off. Fuck off. For dude. sure. For sure. <laughs> and uh, all right. So we have some other stupid shit we want to ask you. Um, oh, right, shit. I need a beer. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Peachy, reach to the right and grab yeah. those beers. Yeah. Beer break. Beer me. All right. So, Dan, I don't know if you listen to like. Episodes one and two, like the fucking early days where we didn't have video, but we, we asked this question a lot Who would you rather fight, Eddie Hall or Hafthor Bjornsson?
2: Eddie, definitely.
1: You want that? You rather fight wow. Eddie? Why? Oh dude. Yeah, God.
2: definitely. We, um, Eddie and I were both six foot tall, 300, you know, three feet. Like, if I got down to a fighting weight, I we'd be about the same. So it's like, It'd be a more even matchup, I think. And, like, don't get me wrong, like, I know halfdoor has those moments where he kind of looks like he's uncoordinated as fuck, but just that reach alone, that, <laughs> yeah. scares, the, that's, that scares the shit out My me, point right? is
1: I just think halfdoor is soft, but, I mean.
2: I, I, I can almost agree with you, but he's also, like, like i was saying like i've seen him where it looks just uncoordinated as shit kind of like a baby deer you know almost and yeah. It's just like, yeah yeah. man like if i hit you i'm gonna crush your face and you're gonna look even <laughs> stupider like <"Ugh."> <laughs> <laughs> if I really want, yeah like, damn man all- <laughs> yeah, you might fix his <laughs> face <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: dude yo and follow up follow up on that man like I mean like you could legitimately say you could be one of the strongest men of all time or the strongest man on the planet right now with the shit you just did. I mean all you were wearing was fucking knee wraps and a belt. Did do you ever think about if you went the path of world's strongest man and what you could have done in that arena?
2: Uh, yes and no. Um like Eddie was kind of like an oddity. The way I mean of course you know there's always the controversy about you know the the rules, cheating, and the rules changing in 2017, and stuff like that. But um, you look at the past, like he, all those guys, like even with half tour Brian Shaw, like those guys are six, seven, six, eight, like just mountain of fucking men, and like even even Martinez he's 6'4", 380 mm-hmm. pounds or three hundred forty pounds, but like you know, he's they got the length and they have the leverages to where I really like even you guys see my squat, I like try to put ten pounds of shit into a five pound sack to get the hell up. I just, um, I I just don't think I have the leverages that, for that. And from from some of the things that I've heard, there there's money in it, but it's not much, not too crazy to write home about. Where with powerlifting, like I, I after hearing you guys last podcast, or well. Uh, the long-winded Jasmine Mike went, holy smokes, that
3: guy can
1: gone.
3: <laughs>
2: Shout <laughs> yeah. out, J-Mike, what up? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, like, I just, it, I do treat this sport kind of like a hobby, because, like, I, I said it a lot, the people after the hybrid, they were all just like, oh, man, how does it feel to be the strongest man in the world? I'm just like, hey, man, I think i gotta go to work on Monday, you know? Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, doesn't really, it doesn't really change my mindset. where you know i do put a lot of dedication into it and i do like try to put as much as much into it as i can but at the end of the day i still gotta have life insurance health insurance and i still gotta have a paycheck to pay my bills so i always do keep that in the back of my mind so like going to strong man i know a lot of those guys are solely dedicated on their sponsors and you know winning the competition or or you know getting everything paid for to go that route where i just think with powerlifting it's just a, i have a, a really good balance now to where i got an awesome yeah job. that's awesome yeah
1: yeah it's unfortunate but i feel like you know like a lifter like blaine like you know i know you're a fan of his like he might share that same sentiment where like you know he he is maybe one of the the best equipped powerlifter in the world but he still has to go to work on Monday and, and and he he knows you know we've had the conversations he doesn't think he was fairly compensated for how how much he gave to powerlifting and I that's probably true for everybody like even a guy like Ray Williams might make a 100 grand in a year being sponsored by Rogue and Alico but you know what's the shelf life on that you know and there's exactly. there is no health insurance and shit like that so it does suck and you know I think strongman it's the same way there's a lot of risk health risk and and there's a short shelf life unless somehow yeah. you are fucking Brian Shaw and you do it forever but <laughs> But that's even cool, though man. Dude,
2: like look look at Brian now he's making more money off of his brand than, than Yeah, really you need anything. to start a business. Yeah, his brand, <laughs> oh, wow. YouTube. Mark Bell's probably yeah. the
1: richest man in powerlifting, I mean.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But like um we when that co- like I do have a, like a kind of a business thing going where I've, I've actually sold my peaky program to a company that coached it just because I didn't feel like I could dedicate my time enough to someone to coach them thoroughly. So I sold that to a, a company that coaches it for me and like they bought it at a bulk price and then every program that they sell of mine. I get a portion of that too. So I feel like, I mean, that is a good, good income, but it's nothing I really want to bank on. That's kind of like a vacation money type deal. You yeah.
1: Know? Solid.
2: Um, yeah. Yeah. And then like, I, with, with the whole, you know, like last okay. For instance, last year, I think I, I pulled in uh, just under 20 grand just off the meats. that I got ten ninety nine on. So just under 10, 10 grand. And like, now I'm at that point to where like, that's like my sole reason for going to the current. Like it's, it's all about that payday, you know, oh, yeah. first place, is first place is 25,000 second place is or yeah. second place is 10,000. So it's like even the showdown last year, I was like, Hey, I'm strong enough right now. I can go get that, that money. Like, and I mean, of course I got to battle it out with John. So like I'm at that stage now where it's just like, ca- like cash, grab, cash grab and get out. Like that's mm-hmm. just, that's just the way I kind of look at it at, the, at this
1: where i'm at now yeah man why Makes sense. not <laughs> Makes got a got, man's got a family man um all right next dumb that. next dumb question is like how much you actually follow the ipf and like you know we talk about smooth brain and you know who's dumber geared lifters <laughs> or raw lifters like you know bench
0: what, only guys yeah what genre <laughs> do you off. think
1: is like the stupidest like it's
0: got the smoothest brain out of the whole entire powerlifting. like
1: what group do you see and you're like, oh, those people are fucking dumb. Like.
2: Yeah. Right, you're talking to a bud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always
1: been like, hey, raw with raps, man. Like, I don't get it. Like, either lift raw or fucking put on gear. Like, you're halfway there, fucking smooth yeah. brains, you know.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. What do What do you, what do you think
1: about bench only though?
2: One trick ponies? it's like, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah we might be one trick <laughs> like this...
1: ponies but we ain't smooth alright okay. raw bench what's worse raw bench only or like fucking a multiply bench only the shit we're going to next month in Houston tiny meekers meet
2: okay not a lot of people can say this because not a lot of people put a bench shirt on but that shit is fucking tough like <laughs> yeah. it takes it, it takes a fucking special person to fucking go through that like the mm. whole unrack the whole getting down to your bubble and still like belly up like i didn't even know what belly up meant because i, I legitimately was trying to push my belly up and they're like no you got to bring the bar to your belly i'm like well fuck if you would have said that it'd been a lot fucking yeah. easier yeah <laughs> like,
1: you gotta uh, do both kind
2: of <laughs> right right but the the raw crowd we are definitely the the yeah, the most retarded, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think but, raw, uh, I think
1: raw bench only is maybe the dumbest genre of powerlifting. It's uh, just like if you're gonna be bench only, you might as well put a little more skin in the game and wear a shirt.
2: Exactly, or or squat a little bit. I guarantee it's not <laughs> no, yeah, shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. I was so, me and T D. Davis were decent friends, and like I was so happy when he started going full power. I'm like, thank you. You are no longer a one-trick pony. Like, I was shocked at you.
1: how strong that dude was. I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, His that was sick, crazy. He's got yeah. When he like double overhanded six hundred pounds, I was like, yeah. okay, that's fucking insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So, do you follow the IPF? Like, what is your general sentiment about USAPL IPF? Like, do you think it's bullshit? Do you think half the people are on? Like, you know what? What? What's your thoughts on it?
2: That second question, I'm not going to answer. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I, I really respect IPM. I love I love you guys. You guys have the standard. You guys hold everybody to a higher caliber of lifting. I love that about that. And you got, like, legitimately, I mean, nobody really gives a fuck, but you're the closest thing to the Olympics that we're ever going to have. And, like, mm-hmm. you, I, mean, I don't ever see us going anywhere close to Olympics, but still that stage and that platform and the way you guys – have your, your setup, you know, with the just doing with the video review now. I oh, thought that was fucking badass. That's just mm-hmm. another level helping the sport progress, and that's what I carry more dear to me than anything is what the IPF does for the entire state of powerlifting. I uh, I really do love that. How much do I follow it? And you know, like there's there's a couple guys, Russ. You know, now now that I'm following you guys. I, I definitely. I'm more. Set you can watch following. us bomb
1: out. <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> everybody's got a bomb. You can follow <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, I mean, like I'm more. I don't really try to like judge a lifter by their federation. I've never, and I've kind of tried to stick to that too, even these last three years more, more so than ever. Where my lifting will do the talking for me, no matter what federation I'm in, no matter you know where where the hell I'm doing this competition at but the, the IPF is definitely you know king shit when it comes to raw or equipped powerlifting especially you know the way you guys do do equipped too that's like that's yeah the, top it, notch.
1: the raw stuff is interesting cuz it's huge for raw but really it, like it's the only place for like legitimate single ply now and you know, I I say this a lot. I I think single ply is really popular internationally and we see some really talented international lifters. It's just not popular in the U S. So we're kind of like, you know, we're kind of like outsiders here, but I I think that's cool. I always like that. Um, I think
2: it was like one of your guys' older, older episodes is when they kind of opened my eyes to checking out like the single ply and the whole international competition that you guys have going on. And it was like, I had no fucking clue that that was even part of powerlifting. I'm like, holy shit. There's a ton of single ply IPF guys like battling it out. I don't know. Yeah. When,
1: when you, if you see like the Russian and Ukrainian single ply lifters, especially now that I've seen them lift in person so many times, it's like, it's so impressive and it's so crazy. And I just think when, when single ply lifting is done correctly, it's so aesthetic and beautiful. And it's like, it's just like I'm. I'm still obsessed with it. I love it, but like it's really hard to get away from it. it. It's really sick, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't see it. And I mean, it's for a good reason. We have really talented raw lifters too, so you know, it's it's yeah. been pretty cool. Um, Should right. we just
0: get into the into? Yeah, the, I think we need to. Shit? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's about time. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. So the segment is who's pissing hotter. <laughs> who's piss ah. melts through the cup. Who's piss. Has the highest octane rating.
2: I will, sh- I will shut, I will shut this phone off if you ask me. If Ray Williams that's hot.
0: No,
3: no. So
2: you know, you know from the yeah. podcast, we
1: don't take any natties. We don't yeah. do any natties. We're
0: not going to throw oh, anybody yeah. under the bus. We're not going to throw. We're not going to call anybody out that hasn't, you know, failed a test or somehow publicly admitted to something. You know, we're not trying to get, you know, sued. We over don't make know. any. Yeah, we, we, we're trying not to get
1: sued so we can keep doing <laughs> we're this. We're trying shit. not to
0: get shut down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it how everybody always brings that up. Like, I've, I've been asked that a ton. Oh, do you think Ray, Ray, he's all natural? I'm like, the guy gets tested. Why would I think any differently? Shut the fuck Like, who cares? Like. This is what he chooses to do. He gets tested. Like, yeah, I think people yeah. don't
1: realize how good someone can be, especially like a once-in-generation guy, and it's just like you just have to kind of let it let it be.
2: Yeah, yeah. they're smooth brains. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, smooth yeah. brains. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, the the classic question is um, your boy Eric Lillybridge in his peak days <laughs> versus oh. Dave Hoff. Who
2: oh shit. whose
0: piss is hotter? You guys, whose piss you is greener?
2: Went, <laughs> you guys went straight for the throat, huh? Wow. Yeah. Oh,
4: well it's oh the one we shit. ask every guest, so we had to start. <laughs> we have to start okay. with it.
2: <laughs> Who's hotter? Um Yeah, it's definitely Eric. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> yeah, Eric. I've always <laughs> thought so. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely <laughs> Eric. It was funny because Hoff two thousand Shit, 2015, Hoff told me, he's like, dude, you gotta get off taking so much damn Anadrol. And I'm like, Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and like like now, four or five years later, I'm just like, Wow, he was so freaking right. But uh yeah, training with Eric, I I know the the ins and outs of of, of that and it was always oh let's let's just up the dose kid come on let's just up the dose like (laughs) (laughs) that's sick i'm a a fucking human pin cushion over here man like i don't know if i can anymore dude and house one of those
1: where where like i like i talked to him to try and get him on the pod and then like he had a meet come up and i he just like shuts this shit down and like it's still one of those like I don't know what the fuck we were talking with him about that wouldn't piss him off, but like, we're still we're still trying to get Dave out here.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, we'll go to one of our throwbacks: Eddie Cohn versus Mike Bridges.
2: <laughs> oh, Michael win that one, but Eddie's Eddie's got that. <laughs> That's Eddie, a sick Eddie's, <laughs> Eddie's got Eddie's got that uh, pulpit orange juice piss too so yeah yeah Yeah, his face (laughs) is pretty blocky (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah Uh, it's fun actually him and i've been really good friends over these last five years i was like right around big dogs when we got really personal got to know each other a lot more and uh i was doing a meet in dubuque one time and he was there and he's like pushing on my rectors, trying to like loosen loosen them up a little bit i was like you go much lower, you're gonna get in a trip you're gonna get into a trend pocket. He's like, Good, I'll try to pop that sucker. Like, <laughs> <"S- laughs> Start punching me in the glue, and I'm like, off. Oh, my, oh god. my god. That's
1: so sick.
0: I never even thought about that type of shit.
1: Trend pockets.
0: The oils are just in there and you can fucking
2: Oh yeah, pop it open. Yeah. Oh my god. Man, so I never thought about that. That's fucking insane. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, when i was first coming up there the 148er that he got an infection in an injection spot in his glute and he had literally a drain tube in oh. his fucking in his fucking ass cheek as he's squatting like oh. he got the he got he got the infection two days before the meet got the drain tube put in in the er the day before after he weighed in and then fucking competed the next day and he's like changing the gauze pads on his ass. Oh, like, holy man. fuck, dude. Oh, there's you a know,
0: reason they did. give you the alcohol swabs before they give you the right. shot,
2: like oh exactly, my God. exactly. He probably it. A-
1: shooting it in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dirty shit. Right. Shot. right.
2: He's yeah. doing all this shit for a 1,400 pound total. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking one for yeah. All
0: right. All right. These two guys both look like mutated mongoloids from a different planet. Uh, Larry wheels or uh, Dan green.
2: <sighs> okay. Larry's going to piss hotter with the, with the or, or with the oils but Dan's pissing way hotter with the orals. Like, man, I that guy. Sometimes, like watching him cut weight, it's like holy yeah, cow, that shit's crazy. Holy I cow, Skeletor! What the fuck's going on? I bet there's on, a man. lot of people
1: out there that don't even know who Dan Green is because he hasn't really like he was really really popular five years ago. He was the guy. And oh, he was man. the guy. Yeah. And he was the guy. He was cutting like fifty pounds.
2: Every time, yeah, yeah, it
0: was getting, so he's he's popping it like Flintstones vitamins, and Larry's just
2: <laughs> yeah, shooting
3: anything. Yeah. <laughs> right?
2: yeah, oh, I can remember like rum. It was actually rum a that Dan cut fifty five pounds, and I was in the sauna next to him. Like at this time, I was still a fanboy as fuck. Like I didn't even know like like I knew Dan, but I, he was like a god to me. But like he, I didn't know that he knew me. And I'm sitting in the sauna, and I have no weight to cut I was already at 140 kilos like I was perfectly fine but I saw I was with my 198 or my best friend at the time he was going to cut the weight and I went to the sauna with him and I see T Cummins, Dan Green Kevin Oak they're all getting in the sauna I'm like fuck I'm just going to sit in this motherfucker chair yeah. like, I just want it out what, what's, what's,
1: what s- what's the sauna smell like when all those guys are in there sweating out oil yeah
0: is there green stuff coming <laughs> off them <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh god, that's good shit. Uh, I, I don't remember. It's been so long since I had to cut weight, but I'm, I'm sure there was a funk.
1: Yeah, I'm sure, man. I've I've heard I've heard things. Again, we're we're kind of noobs on that. Yeah. but
0: Is it true you can actually smell like if someone might be on some shit? Like, is there a smell? I know, like some people they exhale more like ammonia or like some people have like stinking or, or Chad
1: Smith said he smelt guys at USIP on nationals. They smelt like beef jerky. And that means they're on like, uh, test some fat. Yeah. Something. Test suspension.
2: It, it's a, it's suspension or sipping. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, um, like with T and E or any that have a uh, thicker oil or a uh, water base, it goes, you taste it right away. And that's what causes the shit breath. Um, I know it's pretty funny, but um, I was uh, I was walking into the Pioneer meet two years ago, and I pinned the night before, and I'd just go on the shoulders every once in a while, and I pinned the night before, and I walked into the meet, and my buddy Tom Callis comes up to me, and he, he grabs me, and he's like, "Dude, you're leaking," and I was literally right out of the injection site, just oil <laughs> and water just going right up. Okay, inside in, insiders you know, like I'm sure you guys. Have plenty heard that trend is like amazing and everybody loves trend ace and it's like really mm-hmm. great mm-hmm.
1: there's a horn
2: okay, trend was made for cows back in the 70s and it's to increase the production of meat so they can sell them in a fatter way it's simplest they inject it under their skin anyways this pill is brought back in cooked down and put into oil and put into a bottle there's a hormone strand in trend acinate that a your pituitary gland it puts out a hormone smell that only females can smell mm. my wife mm. my wife my wife and i have actually like we've gone back and forth about it because the females smell them and their libido rises oh so every, yes i swear to god well, what is trend right, is trend uh... is
1: trend like no libido for males or high libido
2: Okay, Trent, I've never encountered Trent Dick, but I've heard from guys saying that if they take over two or three bottles with like their dick, like it won't it just won't get won't work at all. To where I know like out of my perception and a lot of but that's staying on completely. Like usually in a twelve week cycle I might do a bottle and a half. So like I've never ventured that far on or been, been that mm-hmm. far on. The side
0: that. effects are pretty rough with Trent, right? You wanna be keeping it-
2: yeah yeah exactly And like i said earlier if i go over 300 milligrams a week uh, my entire life goes down the fucking drain mm-hmm. like my yeah my dog could breathe wrong and i'm getting pissed off like it's it's really i'm just a completely different person that's why i don't do that much but um anyways that's why like when i first very first time i ever tried trend i'm like two weeks in and i'm drinking at a bar with my buddy and i'm just like dude I never believed in God before I became one. And I was just like, so just like, <laughs> like <laughs> it was like, I was just saying the stupidest shit, just coming out of left field with like everything. But all these chicks were always like, Hey, what's up? And like 10 years prior, I was a fat slob. Never would have thought that I would have had a chance at any of these chicks. I'm like, Oh, this is great. God. And of course the other side of trend, like when you first get on it, you're humping like a jackrabbit it like you get a stiff breeze and you might be able to put the flag pull up if you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's pretty freaking weird how your sex drive just goes through the roof in the initiating factors of it like i've had a, i've heard a lot of stories where they say trendic or like dick. like i know i've heard that from quite a few friends with decadict where like they just they can get aroused as they want it's just not going anywhere It's just like man good thing i've never done deco <laughs> yeah fuck that <laughs> man, fuck that <laughs> do
0: any of them do any of them increase the size of your dick hgh steroids because i've heard different shit i know it makes your balls yeah. shrink.
2: yeah no, my ball like i haven't seen those fuckers in years but
1: <laughs> it's but, like uh... i have huge fucking balls i'm all balls yeah <laughs>
2: was. That's
0: all
1: you got.
2: Ago. Yeah. Like, Why does your dick look so small? Because my nuts are so big. Shut exactly, up. Exactly, dude. That's right. I'm 6'2",
1: and I got huge balls. It's, it's, I'm, I'm at a disadvantage, right. bro.
0: But, my uh, legs are big, too. That doesn't help.
2: Right. Yeah. A 30-inch quad. What are you trying to – you're looking at nothing here. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, HGH – as far as HGH goes, I've never heard of that increase in size. I'm pretty sure – with the muscle fibers in the dick i don't think they can change any without surgery but uh um, the only thing i've heard pretty crazy with hgh is um a 40 year old guy went from a nine and a half shoe to 11 shoe after running like three kids hgh so wow. maybe six months maybe six months and he's like what the fuck just happened he had like a two thousand dollar shoe collection he just had to donate
0: the goodwill. Wow, well. Damn. that's crazy. Wow,
1: okay. I, I've seen some big-footed powerlifters out there. I have. <laughs> All right,
3: well, let's, uh. get, let's
0: get back to the pissing Something contest. Look
1: well, there. I want to. I don't. You know, you're talking about the ladies, man. I don't want to leave the ladies oh, okay. out of this one. Mm. Who's hotter, Laura Phelps or Becca Swanson? <laughs>
3: That's a dumb question. (laughs) No, no.
2: man, are you kidding me? I will take Laura any day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to go the other way, bro. No. I fucking love it. Yeah, West Side forever, man.
2: Bro, um, I I got a pretty funny story about Becca. So I I was training at uh, Grandix, and Franco was actually there, and they were just bullshitting about back in the day. And <clears throat> Becca always, always had her blood work taken care of quite a bit and she got tested like this is post me and her test levels were like at 1100 and um, Hussey was like, I had no clue how, how her test levels are at 1100. I'm only giving her 250 a week. She'd been sneaking tests behind his back to take. Oh it. shit! No, That's so no. sad. I, love- <laughs> I, I,
1: I went out to Cincy once. I was chasing some tail, like like the like the rest of us, you know. And I went with my buddy who was in Cincy to train at their gym, and like I just wanted to rap Laura. In her training session, just to get close with her, because I thought like it was like a dumb thing. I was like, "Laura's so fucking hot, yeah, yeah." Like Laura's so fucking. I was just being like a fucking asshole, but they wouldn't let me like near the morning crew of training. Like I, like you know how those crews work. Like I wasn't allowed to train with Laura's crew. So you know, I went in after and trained with another crew, but I was like trying to get close to Laura, and it just it just didn't happen for me. It sucked.
2: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Yeah. the carpet had
0: acid marks burning through
2: burn through <laughs> <laughs> oh Laura! actually like over since she like quit being so competitive i've got to know her a little bit and like we were talking quite a bit at the showdown uh, last year in kansas city and she's such a cool and she's about like me where she will be very open and honest with the girls and I i told her how much i appreciated that like this is what the sport needs instead of just no, she she was
1: a good shit. And I remember asking her if I could train and like, they were all super cool. And I, I trained with one of the crews and I wrapped some knees and they thought I was crazy because they wear so much gear, like so many layers. They don't actually wear their knee wraps tight where we're like, we got a single layer squat suit and our, and short knee wraps. And so we wrap our shit tight as fuck. And they were like, holy shit, dude, don't wrap me that tight. And then they were making fun of me for walking out of the mono shit like that. Like, it was just a good time. like they, <laughs> yeah. It was a good shit. And I was doing like reverse hypers, like super strict with like two plates. And some guy comes yeah. over. He goes, Lord does four plates per side. Pussy loaded up. And so, I was like, <laughs> All right, so then I'm like muscle reverse hypering 405. It was pretty fucking, insane. but I'll always remember shit like that. This shit's so much fun.
2: That's fucking cool. That's a sick story.
1: Yeah, it's just me trying to get close to Laura, man. That's it.
3: Of
2: course, I do not blame you one bit. Yeah, this one
1: we've asked
0: some guests. This one, I don't know. You have a you have a personal connection to this guy, so I don't know if you want to answer. But I was gonna say, Yuri Hack, because they're like very similar. You know, same same weight class competitive mm-hmm. guys. Who's, Who's hotter? Hotter?
1: Yeah, I mean they're both former IPF guys too. That's why people are interested yeah. in like. They go from oh, being clean to how far do they go? Because
0: we've, like, analyzed how their numbers have shot up and, you know, all this different yeah.
2: shit. You guys nerded. The Russian, out You know, it, the Russians you? have their <laughs> own secrets, you know? Yeah. No, I, I definitely got to go with Yuri just because, like, I got a general idea on what tech and how he started out with it. And he was very, very conservative. And... Um, yuri is russian so there's Mm -hmm. that (laughs) i also like
1: honestly fuck yuri honestly he was such a dick in the ipf circuit he was such an asshole to everybody and uh honestly he might have been on when he was in the shit because a lot of them uh, unfortunately a lot of them are um yeah it just kind of is what it is but like a lot of people a lot of our boys in texas don't like him because he was at 2013 junior worlds in texas and uh I think Ian Bell actually beat him, but he was like they were all like, Hey Yuri, you wanna get what a burger with us? Like it's it's like this it's like the best fast food in Texas and he goes, I wouldn't put that trash in my body. Like kinda just shitting on them when they were trying to like kinda extend an olive branch and then like you know, yeah. five years later he's in like San Diego eating like in and out burger with In-N-Out, Gracie B. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, Yo, fuck this guy, like what a stump. <laughs> so I've never been a yeah. fan of that guy. I don't fucking know. But whatever. I'm glad you yeah. I'm glad you picked Yuri, fuck him.
3: <laughs> For sure. That
1: uh, <laughs> hack still that <laughs> uh, hack still would whoop his ass. I mean like right. you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think that's kind of one of the like I know Yuri did like pretty sure his last meet was in sleeves. But like I really think head to head because I watched kind of watched Yuri have a meltdown at the the uh, Pioneer 2 years ago. Like he shit the bed, and like I watch him have a meltdown, and that's when Hack won. So it's just like, uh, okay, now I understand why you're staying in raps because you're scared of getting beat. And I mean, I, the Hacks, it, like the guy's crazy good. It's, yeah. it blows my mind, especially his bench. Like, what the fuck, dude? I said that before the hybrid. I like yeah, I hear, it's, bad. And it's like, I, I'm just like, my main plan for this meet is not get it out and out deadlifted by this motherfucker, and it's John standing right there. Like, Dude, yeah. funny, yeah.
1: how big he's like seeing pictures and videos. Of him, like he does not look the same, and it's like a good thing. He his arms are so fucking jacked and thick, like, jacked. compared to yeah. what he was when he was one eighty one. It's it's pretty awesome. <laughs> like he he looks fucking great. It's, it's sick. Yeah. He looks like a superhero. Yeah, sure. he really does look like Captain America, <laughs> yeah. bro. Like they should cast I think,
2: him. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> think he's gonna he's gonna you're definitely terrible shit in the 220s when he makes that that final final jump yeah
1: that's so sick dude (sighs) well you had some beef with us let's let's just air it out as the last thing you know what (laughs) i i I was like when you told me you lived in florida i was like oh shit i was actually surprised because i remember that you were like a midwest guy uh for so long and i was like all right but yeah we we did we did shit on florida a little bit yeah
2: you did yeah you, did. you <laughs> did that was like the second podcast i listened to you guys and then all it said the head like fuck florida and i'm like oh great i'm gonna get along great with these guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think we were mad bro like uh it's funny
1: because you know we were like trying to do usapl nationals last year and it was they moved it all to florida and then the cases in florida just went fucking insane And like, we were like, nobody's wearing masks. Nobody gives, and we, we know people in Florida, they're telling us Texas in Florida, nobody believes in coronavirus, it's just business as usual. And I was like, yo, that fucking sucks because up here, like the repercussions of what happened were really bad. Like we've been training in the basement and working from home for a year. And like our lives have changed a lot where I I think maybe down there, it didn't have to change too much. So we were just salty because we wanted to do a meet and it got fucked up, but now we're going to Florida we're going to Daytona in June Yeah, We're anyway. going to Daytona,
0: we're going to the Bahamas. We're going to Houston. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Houston <laughs> like, now. Fucking I'm
2: actually I'm actually like, uh like th- I can get to the ocean center in probably like 5 minutes, 5 10 minutes. So, yeah, you like, got 12, we got to like, meet like, up, man. We got to meet up. Sure. Yeah. Even if yeah, you can't
1: I, make the meet, like we got to get a meal or something, get a steak.
2: Well, like what are the I don't know, like I'm not 100% sure on the rules. like is it if you guys are, like, some of you guys can associate with me? We'll, you like, go get tested? I don't no, know. What, no, no, no.
1: We year. can hang out, dude. We can hang out. So you're okay. not the, – the rule is if you've been suspended from the IPF, like Ed, who's yeah. suspended for life, we can't hang out with Ed technically. But, I mean, everybody hangs out with Ed. It's more just, like, if, if you're if you're um, involved with, like, him training you or – Yeah, like, Ed can't coach us. Oh. Like but, like, yeah. you could coach me. Or, or you know what I'm saying? Like, theoretically, like – um, because you've never tried to compete in IPF. You've never failed a drug test. Like they, they can't say like, Oh, Dan Bells does this as this, this." You can't compete with like, I can't compete. The reason why lifters will get suspended for competing at like the showdown say, or, or, uh, the yeah, Kern, I was, I was... it's not because of you guys are there. It's because the, anything that is deemed as an international meet that's not IPF. They don't want you to do. And like, yeah, right. it, it is bullshit, but like. If there's international lifters there, um, you'll get suspended for doing it. So there's that. You can't do international meets in other federations or something that's deemed to be an international meet. And you can't do a meet, uh, train with, or be coached by um, somebody that's been suspended or is actively suspended by the IPF.
0: And I don't think they really even pursue that much, right? I mean, No, but the guys
1: who are going to do this showdown meet, like Ashton and Sean, they might have to take a suspension on the chin. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like if Yuri Belkin that's... lifts at a meet that they lift at, like they're they're fucked. But I think they know
2: that. I, yeah, I think that was one of the stipulations though. If I could be wrong, but like the only way Sean would do it was if there was nobody from outside the US doing it. Yeah. So Yeah, I, that I, that's probably yeah. what
1: what he's trying to do, and maybe there aren't international lifters this year because of COVID. So I don't right. know. But so uh they also like that's another thing, and I think we're gonna try to have like Ashton Rushka on the pod, like um, if if he'll do it. I mean, I am buddies with him, but he, he basically said he's not gonna go to IPF Worlds in Belarus anyway, because um something that happened there when they had Raw Worlds there some years back was like an American person was was pretty much killed and you know, like the investigation didn't really go anywhere, so he's kind of upset about that and i don't Holy think shit. and sean and ashton have <laughs> both said they won't travel to that meet anyway which is where raw worlds is so if they had to take a year suspension it wouldn't have really affect them so there, no, exactly. there's there's a lot of like different angles to look at it but for me to grab uh like for us to grab dinner with you or for you to come watch um ray lift on friday night at the ocean center or, or i lift saturday night at the ocean center and we'll message about it if you know if you want to see a specific lifter um i don't think that's a problem those. yeah
2: because they don't I, I i well like i know with the even though that texas meet the one that sean just did like is there like do i have to like set up an appointment to go down there and watch or no i don't think in, right florida, in florida i think spectators
1: I will be allowed in, in the in the cool. in the ocean center like cool I, i'll confirm but i think spectators are allowed like yeah, yeah. and like you so- you know if you've seen usap out the arnold like uh you know rich piana well Rest in peace. I'm fucking sorry. You know, like,
3: (laughs) fuck it. Whoever
1: could walk into the meet and watch the meet. I mean, it's kind of like that. Uh, USAPL Nationals, anybody can come in. It doesn't really matter. Even Ed can come in. And as long as Ed doesn't go in the warm room and start helping somebody out, um, like Ed's welcome, you know so yeah, cool, like cool. you could even coach someone
4: if you were on this on something but never suspended and you have no, a, dan, a usapl non competing. yeah membership. dan
1: can be a handler you what you can do is like if you're a coach but like say i tr- i lived uh in florida i was like oh well i'm gonna train at dan's gym and uh like you guys were helping me out at a meet we would get you a non-competing membership which means like you're basically admitting i'm never going to compete but i want to be part of the federation to help my friend and you know it's basically what a lot of people who are coaches but like like Steve Goggins or somebody who's right. who's on yeah, yeah. and but they coach a ton of lifters in all different feds. They might do that so they can go to the meets and be in the warm room and handle people and shit like that. So there's a that's lot of there's it. a lot of there's a lot of technical stuff about it. It's it's honestly not as bad as people make it. The one that people don't like is it always comes up with Ed and his seminars because right. Ed's suspended for life. So that's yeah. one where it's never gonna go away. And so, like we, like if you're an IPF lifter and they find out you went to a seminar or went to a meet where Ed's the head ref or something like that, like you could—that's the one that's always sticks out. But for the rest of it, it's really kind of just like, if you want to lift IPF, all these rules. If you don't,
2: under the rug, it's, yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's all good, you know.
2: That's cool. So, that's cool. I I never I I probably like I don't know. I just never really looked into it, but I knew there were some stipulations. So I was kind of curious. I knew you guys would. Be able to help me out with that. I thought about that the other night when you asked me. I was like, "Good, maybe I can ask him about this." But yeah, I, I did see it was on like June 14th or something like
1: that. It starts June 14th, but if you like, if you want to be specific, like uh, June 17th is a Thursday, and all the big, I think all the uh, the lighter weight classes for female and men will that's raw. Yeah. Friday is heavier weights raw, so like Bonica, Bonica Brown. Uh, we'll be lifting Ray Williams, um, you know, uh, Jesus uh, Oliveira is a really good super heavyweight that you might be interested in Dennis watching. Cornelius. Probably. Yeah, Dennis Cornelius. So that would be Friday on the 18th, and then Saturday is all the fucking smooth brain equipped lifters.
3: <laughs> so that's that's where we'll uh, be. So awesome. there no, really yeah.
1: it starts on Monday, and there's they're compacting all these meets into one week. So there's like masters lifting and fucking. Uh, all this other shit. But really, the, the sick meets are going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So.
2: That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'll definitely be there. No, no, no question about that. Like, I only train bench on Thursday, and then I don't – do anything till well fuck that's in june i probably won't even be training so yeah i'll definitely be done and yeah, with the party, that's even better yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. dude uh, sure. saturday
1: night if you're free man <laughs> we're gonna get fucking trash so you know good yeah awesome yeah. man i'm, just I'm dude i'm even so the... much more stoked to do this now
2: yeah that'd be fun as fuck dude i'm totally totally down we like we don't live far like i just live in ormond which is just north of daytona but it's so much easier to just tell people daytona and like we go downtown all the time we, i was downtown last night like it's just it's a good time everybody's so cool and well now it's bike week too so all the trash your people are even out so it's it's great <laughs> that's sick yeah.
1: man well if you're out there listening <laughs> our typical you know smooth brain usapl geared lifter or raw lifter uh you might get the chance to meet the god Dan Bell, so be ready. <laughs> be ready.
2: Uh, yeah, it was actually uh, Bonica. She texts me after the world record or after hybrid, and she's like, "I'll be there in June. Can't wait." I'm like, "Okay, awesome." Yeah, and I, <laughs> you guys are pretty good friends. Oh, we're too, super so close. I, yeah. yeah, she visited us yeah. twice
1: this summer because uh, she's out in Omaha and she just likes going to the beach. And so we got some pretty nice beaches up here. In the yeah. summer, it's it's nice for about one month here. So. We had Bonica, yeah. We had Bonica up here a couple times. Then we went to Fort Collins with her to that lifting lift together charity event. And I mean, I've been I've been on so many international trips with Bonica um, for like the equip because she's a badass equip lifter um, and a lifter. So I've been all over the world with Bonica. We've always been. She's crazy. She's loud. She's fun as shit. But uh, we love Bonica. So you know, yeah. You'll you'll definitely you'll definitely hear from her.
2: She was like. (laughs) And she was, like, one of the top people, like, until I listened to you guys' get yes, mic uh, pod, like, I thought Bonica talked more than anybody I knew. And then I heard that pod, and I was like, damn, yeah, J. Mike, he puts it up, gives her a run for her money. She she talks, but he can talk. It was, it was yeah, dude. Well, that's, it's, it's such a fucking it. joke because
1: I knew I was going to meet J. Mike in person, and I was, like, talking Bonica about it, and she was like, she was telling me how much he talked, and I was like, "Bonica is this is crazy that <laughs> Bonica could accuse somebody of talking too much, but like she's right, she's right, dude." Yeah. But I mean, they're both sure. they're both so sick. I love yeah. both of them, but both it's yeah. funny shit. <clears throat> yeah, I know she, she's great. was
2: actually Bonica was actually training at, um on and off at Big Iron for a minute, and, yep. and that's how like we kind of crossed paths, and then like. I think last summer she came down to Daytona. I think it was right before she went up to Boston with you guys. So like, she she's always been cool, talent. Like, just one of those down to earth people, and just you can talk and have a good time with her. It's like you know, it's like so awesome to see her and here. She's fucking strong as shit. I don't think she gets enough recognition. honestly. No, and uh, that's yeah. part of the
1: thing. I'm like you know, Bonique is, like we say maybe one of the best female lifters of all time, but she oh. doesn't get her. She doesn't get her fucking respect because, you know, she's not, you know, like a 148 chick posting fucking ass pics or stupid angle deadlifts. Bonica posts plenty of pics. She posts plenty of pics, but like King of the List ain't reposting her enough and all her accomplishments, and she's she's fucking sick. I mean, she won World Games. She won fucking Raw Worlds, Quit Worlds, Bench, everything, dude. She does Strong Woman. Exactly. Exactly yeah man so we're excited yeah. to see you dude and like honestly i i think this has been my favorite episode not to throw shade on any of our other guests we've had some really fucking great guests but this was this was so much fun man thank you yeah, yeah thank
2: no you problem, so much bitch. this uh, was fucking thanks, sick uh, thank you guys for <laughs> you know you guys just doing this alone and getting the word out like it's the way you guys express yourselves it's, it's so so cool and genuine i, I really do do appreciate that and i really think a lot more people should listen to the podcast just to get that experience that we not all of us have egos and not all of us are smooth brains yeah yeah dude we're just some normal
1: guys but uh right. yeah man repost it up for us um we'll be for posting sure. about you but obviously you're you're fucking dan belly are the god and i mean that's that's it man thank you yeah, no problem yeah, we'll be root. Sure. Yeah, hey, we'll be rooting for you yeah, yeah. In, in the current man Fuck john go get yeah. them
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i appreciate that a ton, boys well uh like i said appreciate it again and uh you guys keep doing this please because like i see so many come and go and you guys got such a good base right now and you're doing it so well so yeah I we're, really trying, it. we're trying
1: Ooh, man we're trying
2: thanks Dan. Awesome, boys.
1: Yeah, well, good night bro thanks, I meet Dan. you in person <laughs> take it easy uh,
2: can't wait boys
1: hell yeah That was probably the sickest pod ever. Might be the sickest powerlifting pod, like, ever. 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 Legit. Like, ever, ever. Like, ever. Like, ever, ever. Like that uh, might have
4: been the pods. sickest powerlifting